Welcome to the ins and outs of selling a business featuring Keith D, a presentation of Osage Advisors. Well, welcome back to the ins and outs of selling a business featuring Keith D. My name is David Yaz. I'm the CEO of the Boston Podcast Network and your host just to tee up some questions for our expert here, who, of course, per usual, is the president and CEO of Osage Advisors, Keith D. Keith, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you, Dave. It's good to see you. We're still uh, remote. That's right. But one of these days, we'll get there. I hope you and your family are doing well, and uh, we're looking forward to a great 2022. Uh, me as well. Great, great to see you. Great to get caught up after the chaos of holiday season and all that. Yes, you are one of my favorite never met in person friends. Although we've we've known, <laughs> we've literally known each other for years now, plural. And, it's true. Uh, and but the, the light at the end of the tunnel, maybe someday. But that doesn't mean there's struggles in your area. We started talking about this before we started recording. But you've been extremely busy, right? Yeah, 2021 was the busiest year ever for Osage Advisors. And this is our 21st year. And the activity level has been just unbelievable, I guess is the word, from all aspects. And from our just navigating the current economic climate, navigating the pandemic, navigating the uh, immense interest in in companies we bring to market, and finding the right buyers for our, our clients has been a just a, a role of activity. 2021, not just for Osage, but in general, and I'm focusing more on the what I call the the lower um, end of the middle market, which are mainly family and close sale companies. The activity level has has just been uh, immense, and 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 then good news for business owners is that the valuations are up. And there is so much money out there chasing deals, uh, chasing you, chasing companies, that it uh, provides a great platform for our clients to pick the the right buyer. So in looking at that, and so how does that fall into 2022? It's not, we uh, we have, I think I've told you in the past, uh, over 2,200 private equity funds in our database. And the number of inquiries we've gotten out of the gates in the beginning of January asking, what, what do you bring in the market? What do you have in market? We'd like to take a look. We're sitting on some cash. We want to do a deal. Please keep us in mind. It's nonstop, which is good. It's good for that and especially good for, for potential sellers. I mean, it, it comes back to a very macro view, supply and demand. Mm-hmm. There is a con- incredible demand. And there's a limited supply. And there's a number of things driving that. I, I mean, these private equity funds and strategic buyers have, have made numerous acquisitions in 2021. They still are sitting on a pile of cash. They still want to put it to work. Interest rates are at a historic lows. I mean, I, I can tell you, <laughs> I don't want to date myself, but when I came mm. out of college to go to work, interest rates are 21%. Mm. And people now are freaking out interest rates at, at, at 2%, 3%, 4%, right? So it, it, it's amazing that you know, we're in a very low interest rate environment now. We've Everybody's reading the Fed's going to raise rates, but they're not going to 10%. I don't think. I could be wrong, of course. But, you know, there's still – so money's cheap mm-hmm. and available. And if you look just at the equity players, on top of that, you have all the, the, the lenders, Mm-hmm. Whether traditional banks like like the Bank of America or or Key Bank or or whoever, you also have the what I would call the institutional lenders that you no one ever hears about that are sitting on phenomenal amounts of money and they're right they're right, you know they're right, they're ready to write big checks to support a deal, 
And that's competitive as well. So the buyer is has equity that he's getting in these big funds that he's raised from various institutional partners, limited partners. And the partners are putting the money towards private equity funds because they're not getting the returns in the markets right now that they're looking for. They have their specific things. They can't go into a bond fund or they're looking for ways to, to go to what they consider less risky higher value, better return type environment. And they believe that investing with a private equity firm that's building a business is the way to go. So they're raising funds. And if you look at the fourth quarter of 2021, we saw multiple funds raise multiple new funds to go after multiple new deals. So all that does is set the stage in 2022 for this trend to continue. Now, dial back a bit, and there was people said it was a rush to, to sell your company in 21. Why was that? Well, a lot of that was driven by potential tax increases, mm-hmm. whether it be individual rates, whether it be corporate rates, whether it be capital gains rates, or some variation of all of those. Well, all that right now is off the table because when that Build Back Better bill, which is now on the sidelines, went finally to the Senate, all those tax increases went away. So, so the owners, there's the urgency to get underneath that. So you don't have a huge tax bill is, is somewhat uh, taking the back seat. Mm. Now we don't know what's going to happen in 2022, 23. We're going into election, another election cycle, et cetera, et cetera. But the sellers are in a good position right now. Valuations will remain higher. Will they stay at 21 valuation? In my opinion, yes. You know, sellers are in a good position, especially performing in this market. And what we're hearing right now is we, we, we have a couple of deals getting prepped to go to market right now. And we have a very strong pipeline of new possibilities. And a lot of the common themes we hear from our clients is uh, I'm, I'm kind of ready now. 21 was tough, very tough from an emotional standpoint. I mean, the roller coaster with the pandemic has I'm not having the kind of fun I used to have. And of course, you got the aging baby boomers. Let's see, the last uh, three deals we did, our clients were anywhere from their you know late 50s to mid 60s. A couple of them had partners in their 70s. And it was time to make, make a decision, make a move, so they could uh, free up that asset, free up that equity in their business and, and, and diversify and do other things. So the market right now is, is still a seller's market. It's been a seller's market for outside for a very short timeline uh, when the pandemic first started back in March of 20, uh, 2020. Uh, there was a time when M&A kind of went, went, everybody pulled back, everybody pulled back until they kind of figured this out. But, you know, it started in the third quarter, it picked up dramatically mm-hmm. and it has continued on. So what, what, what we're seeing now is an intense amount of of correspondence that our clients are getting from from buyers and and, and these are these could be you know current clients of ours or clients that you know we, we've had initial discussions with or or just just buy just just there's companies out there who who are not sure what they want to do and they're getting multiple emails they're getting phone calls they're getting letters Hey, we want to invite, we want to, we love to buy, let's have a discussion about if you're interested in selling your company. Keith, let me stop you for a minute there because I know we're going to talk about how you vet those requests from buyers and how you find the best. But if you don't mind, before we get there, just to go back to the the trends of 2021 and, and this year, you mentioned the pandemic kind of at the tail end of your discussion and, and 
maybe it's just so much news overload about the pandemic that we think, well, the pandemic is going to affect business one way or another. What you what you said was people figured it out at first, but now it looks like a lot of uh, sellers might be ready to go. It is. Does the fate of the pandemic, if we're if we're still here a year from now in this strained business world, I mean, some pockets of it strained, right? Maybe not so much others that have figured out how to do the remote thing, but does the fate of the pandemic in the future, will that affect the climate of the M&A markets? Well, if we go into a huge, a new variant that kind of locks us all down, I think it's going to have a, a major effect. So on that point, you know, the pandemic has a, has a, is having a major impact on business owners, right? Whether it's their, their employees. In fact, we have a client right now, we're looking to close in a couple of weeks. He's got three or four people calling on a week from the new, the new Omicron virus. So they're out for five days. Then they come back in. Another three people are out for five days. I have a client right now who he's been decimated. Half his warehouse staff is out, I mean, which assemble, do assembly work for him. He can't get the product out. And if he can't get the product out, so then the, this whole, this affects the whole supply chain. So when we're looking at business owners, looking at the pandemic, all these things factor into their mindset. We used to pick up the, we have a client right now we're talking, potential client we're talking to. They're in an electronics business. Mm-hmm. He is you know, very successful. He's had the company for a number of years. He's got all these printed circuit boards on the tables waiting for one little part, a chip. Everybody knows you, know, you can't get chips. You can't buy a car right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so he, he and he's not, these, these boards aren't going into cars. They're going into a medical instrument. They're going into some kind of operating system. They're going into a joystick. So for a crane operator, you can use the crane, you name it. And so what does he have to do? He can't get the part. So what does he do? He goes to the broker network. So he looks in some broker's, that they'll find something for you, but you're not paying that $10 per part. Now you're paying $500 for that part or $200 for that part. So just that normal supply chain of just, okay, let's order the part. Let's keep our inventory levels. Let's monitor all these things. It's just, it's just blown away. It's just blown apart. So it's putting a lot of stress on the business owner because he's dealing or she's dealing with that on a constant basis, Right. Which then, of course, you, you finally get the part in and you got no one to assemble it because so when we're talking about the pandemic, you've got to look at it at a perspective of not that it's people getting sick and unfortunately people are dying from this. You got to, from a business perspective, it just, it just, it just ratchets itself under many, 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 many different variants, variations to affect the business. So, so you're a 65, 70 year old business owner or 60 year old business owner and you've been doing this very successfully for a number of years. And then you go into the office every day and it's a problem after a problem after a problem that you have to attend to, whether it's human resources, whether it's supply chain, whatever. And so what we're hearing from, and I just got a phone with a, uh, with a guy yesterday. He says, I'm not having any fun. Mm. It's just really hard. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel that way, so how do you get yourself in a position to you know, feel good about yourself, enjoy yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And one way is to think about selling. Right. Mm-hmm. Have some, have somebody else take over. Maybe you stay on, uh, maybe you keep some equity in the deal, but you know, just so you want to be in a position where you can focus on things that are important to you. When you're 40 years old, dealing with these problems, one thing, when you're 65 years old, dealing with these problems is another thing. 
so the whole pan the whole pandemic has been, turned everything upside down and sideways. And believe it or not, those those all these things we're just talking about right now are major focal points during due diligence. Mm-hmm. So if you did due diligence for a deal in 2019, it might look completely different now, right? It will the look same, the same. The same now. company, yeah, right. Yeah, well, there, there's a whole set of new questions, mm-hmm. diligence items that come through. Uh, we'll have a conversation on that in a future podcast. But I mean, the level of due diligence where maybe there's like four streams of that you wanted to satisfy to, to do a deal and close a deal. You know, now there's like seven or eight, and it goes anywhere from supply chain to to personnel, to cybersecurity, right, right down the line. So you have to be prepared and you have to take these into account and you have to think about all this stuff and how you're going to address it when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're preparing to think about selling your business. And, and so those are the type of things that, you know, in the meantime, they still want to buy your company. There's still multiple buyers out there for your business and their valuations are up. So even though you have all these issues and these problems and your concerns and you're not happy, you're not having a lot of fun right now, people still want to buy your company because there's not a lot of good quality performing businesses in the market and you're going to get a lot of attention if you try, if you decide you know, to sell or when you decide to sell. And of course, a good place to start is to get in touch with Keith himself. So Keith, if you wouldn't mind letting our listeners know, remind them where to find you. Sure. Thank you, David. My name is Keith D. I'm president of Osage Advisors. Uh, you can contact me on our website at osageadvisors.com. Uh, email me at kdee at osageadvisors.com or feel free to give me a call anytime at 860-767-3273, extension 1001. Thank you, Keith. And we look forward to the multitude of topics you'll cover in 2022. But you got to keep us updated on this industry because as you said, Things could change. Who knows? So thanks very much. If you like this podcast, please follow it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your shows. And we thank you for listening to the ins and outs of selling a business.